Yeah, oh, it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome to the show today. I have Andrew Newfeld from the band Comeback Kid. Um, they've got a new album. What's good, Barney? Hey, man, I'm good. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. They've got a new album out on January 22nd, 21st, sorry. 21st, yeah. 21st, uh, called Heavy Steps. Uh, it's, your, it's your eighth album? Seventh. Seventh. Seventh studio album, but, you know, there's been some other things here and there. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got a bunch of EP, that kind of stuff as well. So. EP live, something, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's out via, uh, is it Nuclear Blast um, is the label for this one. Um, and, yeah, they, they, they invited me to come chat with you on, uh, on, my, on my podcast. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in my bedroom. Uh, in my bedroom. Hello. Yeah, yeah. This, is my, this is my garage that we're in my yeah. house. Uh, <laughs> so it's really glamorous and uh it was set up during obviously- i'm just looking at my bed right now i'm like does it look okay for the people like should i you know <laughs> should i make it a little bit there you go nice. there we go <laughs> ladies <laughs> <laughs> there it is everyone <laughs> all right that's, that's just, this is this is the magic you know um but yeah no i swear it's, i'm a big fan of you guys i've um got into you guys on uh wake the dead like that far back um and i was very much into my uh like it was mainly east coast hardcore so uh sort of then like chromags vision disorder um earth crisis stuff like that you guys came along um i absolutely love the sound that you've got and still maintain now um this new album you've got is absolutely brilliant um but yeah no like i say yeah. friendly guys so it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show andrew and Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you caught it. You, you, you got the lineage perfect. You, you say Crow Mags, and then some of the the victory stuff. And we, I would say, we're the younger, younger, the younger brother generation to me. You know, some of the early, like the, the Earth Crisis, the Strife, the Snap. That was when I was in high school. You know, the Snap Case, the California Takeover, and then you know, Comeback Kid would have come a few years later than that. Yeah. So. I think that's that's about. I was I was an uh, equivalent of high school um, when I was getting into those bands. So yeah, <laughs> you've got to be around stage. It's quite nice. Normally, got the Victory Records uh, long sleeve or like a Fat Records, or the, it was either Fat Epitaph Victory, or, and then and that those were the big powerhouse labels, and then all the you know the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, and occasionally, uh, like well. So okay, so Roadrunner picked up a couple. Um, back when they like Vision of Disorder, like you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it, it a it's a hell of a sound that I've really um, continued to enjoy. I think is is the, um, the correct term on that front, not to sort of throw an age on it, but it, it's you've you've certainly got that kind of big bass sound. I think it is. It's it. There's this groove to the bass that no other sort of like genre kind of has in entirety that makes sense right like a heaviness to it yeah we always try i mean we're we're as much of a you know influence as we get from like traditional hardcore and punk um and straight up you know quote-unquote music uh we definitely want to have we we're really keen on the modern production um and not in the way of, of of cutting and editing uh, songs together as playing. I, I love the sound of something really, really being played. Um, 
and you know getting full takes in the studio and hearing those full takes but also just just the big the bigness of of the of modern production we always try to like push it with that and so we had will putney um mix it out in new york we we recorded here in canada um and you know that he had a lot to do with that and we reamped the guitars just to make sure that they were as heavy as could be and just dialed in the drum tones and the bass tones just to kind of give it that you know we just wanted it to be banging you know so no it, it definitely is um i it was one of those moments where um the good people at nuclear blast were like we've we've got you guys basically for an interview uh, if i want it and like you know they've sent me a couple of singles uh already uh like um no easy way out crossed i think it was heavy the title track heavy steps is just a heavy record. steps yeah did you hear the record yet yes yeah whole, yeah sick sent me the whole thing and um yeah i i love like shadow of doubt that's a great track off the album uh, thanks man and uh yeah just it, it's it was just one of those moments where i, I was just sort of taken back because like I said, i've been following you guys for so long and then you guys just sort of come out with this <laughs> it's the first time in a fair few years and yeah it's it's it, uh, you you'll get a comeback in record once every three to four years at this rate kind of it's been the 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 steady stream yeah and so. I, don't, I think i said before we hit record but it was um it was a long time coming with this album how how long have you been sat on it for was it like obviously due to all the shit that's going on around the world but- i mean it feels like i've had this record in the bag for a minute but um we started recording it straight up starting recording recording it one year ago so last february and we probably had it in the bag uh by the summer and the first single came out, I think, in September. So we've just we've been kind of doing that lo- that slow, long, uh, you know, one single a month with a video. And we kind of needed it. It After the recording part of it and the mixing, which takes a long time, is now nowadays, you know, when you're in a band, you got to do visuals with almost everything. So that's something that we're not as familiar doing, you know, all the time. Uh, so it took a lot, it took a lot of work, like in this last half a year to kind of accomplish all the visuals as well. Um, we'll have a fourth video coming out with the, with the, um, album on the 21st of January. And that'll kind of show, that'll be more of a live video showcasing the last, you know, like five, six months of shows that we've had until we got stopped in our tracks just recently. But, um, but, uh, the videos before that were kind of you know outside of our wheelhouse and we were trying to get creative and work with a bunch of different people so just takes a long time you got the you know the the record's been done and then now you got to do the visuals and just the whole lead up and um you know a lot of it too comes it comes down to uh when the how, how long it takes for the vinyl to get made and we wanted vinyl to be ready for this tour that's supposed to be next week obviously now the tour is canceled because of omicron um but uh yeah we were just kind of like originally holding out to release it for to so that vinyl could be ready it, the vinyl took i think 7 8 months but then on on the on the flip side of that also we needed the time to get everything ready for the socials and the video and you know all that shit yeah how have you like found that cuz i've we're similar ages i was in uh, a band for in the early sort of 2000s as well and and sort of it was on the cusp of the mp3 revolution i suppose is the the term mm-hmm. 
um how have you like because obviously like you're saying you're struggling with the 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 sort of visual aspect of of what you have to do these days what what in obviously music videos are always something that bands have kind of all always done you know and there's obviously lyric videos now and and visualizers i think they call it but have you had any like sort of so I, I don't know what your social media presence personally is like or anything like that but is it something that you're encouraged to use more and provide more content for these days? Or is it something that you can up, Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I find now it's kind of the way that a band is expected to connect with their audience for anything, you know, back in the day when we were coming up, yes. And, and they do this now. Yes. The label will put out a press release and, uh, stuff like that but back in the day you know the label would put out a press release then we'd find out about it on you know lamb goat or kerrang or you know uh one of the some 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 uh metal site uh now really you're looking like if like i canceled our european tour the other day just because just to not not to go into it but just it can't happen yeah um and it, I canceled it just right on our Instagram. I don't think anything else. I I could post it on Facebook too, but I feel like Instagram's kind of my way to connect any any dots and make anyone aware of anything that's going on. You know, some people are going to follow the label, but the average Joe that listens to Comeback Kid, it's going to be they're going to find out about anything just from my phone. Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to ask you what your preferred. Um sort of platform was because uh i'm I, I i run social media for a radio station as well and and i've sort of ventured into all these plat- ever since like i go back like myspace like that was the sort of big first big platforms mm-hmm. like, artists um and i've sort of like adopted all these like new ones on the way and i was just curious like how because i didn't obviously didn't continue within being a musician on that front and i'm not how to I, I obviously i use socials for this and stuff but being a band i see so many different approaches for it and i was just, you know curious as to what your preferred platform was obviously you probably said it with instagram but yeah it's it's instagram but i i'm i still like especially at the end of like you know when you're putting out a single every month and you just you kind of get a little bit of that uh social fatigue and the <laughs> fuck you know like <laughs> it's a lot going on there but uh I'm I'm looking forward to just that's why like you know going on tour even though there's a lot of stuff to still set up but going on tour is just was such a blessing in the last five months just because it's funny when you're in a band and then all I really want I'm looking forward to is being in the band and and flexing the music side of my head you know uh sometimes just you know putting out a record it's almost like it takes up so much of it of of your energy and your like bandwidth that it's hard to even uh you know it, i'm looking forward to getting back into just doing music you know what i mean so yeah no that's what, that's what i kind of fit, like fit that because i i speak to obviously a few bands on this some young some more established or you know been around for a while and and it's it's just one of those things that i'm finding you know obviously some some of the bands are born into it it's what they know they know they need to oh socials yeah they need to provide content to keep people engaged um but whereas you know people like you and me um we kind of have we want we want to be out there we want to have that actual 
interaction. Oh, dude, give me some tape and a poster. I'll ready. I'll, I'll go on the on the, yeah. on the poll. You know, nothing wrong with some what they call it guerrilla advertising. I, mean, <laughs> I remember the days when I was younger, dude, going to the Kinkos and slicing the handbills out and being right out, that outside the show. Like you know, I love that shit. I used to street team for various companies, um, so giving out flyers, tapes, CDs at shows, um, mm-hmm. like a free ticket to the show. But I'd be in the queue, like handing out flyers for like Mudvayne and and One Minute Song, uh-huh. all that lot. Um, there's two. There's two funny things that I think come back. It uh, kind of broke through with one is on social media side, and one's on the physical side. The social media site that I think we first used. And what was, it was before Facebook, Friendster, all that. It was called Makeout Club. And it was like, uh, it has a funny name, but like it was for like the hardcore community, younger, like early 20s, late teens. That was a lot, a way that a lot of people were connecting. And it was a, maybe a little bit like dating and stuff too, but there's also just like social media. And so Comeback Kids demo circulated through this, this site quite a, quite a bit. And then what really broke it uh with the when we started with the victory days was uh, a sampler cd uh a 2005 victory record sampler and uh and it was us and some bands that don't really sound like us too much i think it was like us bury or dead and like maybe even hawthorne heights and stuff like that but i think wake the dead was the first song on that and it just or maybe the second song but that definitely caused a stir uh, like a sampler cd so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I remember that. And the cover CDs for magazines as well. That was another big Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but I think I've actually got that, that, that sampler CD, that Victory sampler CD somewhere. Nice. <laughs> Victory Style? Was it called Victory Style or was that post? <laughs> remember. Who cares? <laughs> I DJ nightclubs and I DJ rock clubs. And I used to, do, I used to specialize in doing like a hardcore hour. Oh, um, which one? Uh, which, which nightclub? I um it's it's called Schism is the club that I do. Yeah, what what city? Uh, it's, it was in Woking in Surrey near London. Um, uh, then I did I did one in Guildford as well called the Loft. Um, cool. I mean, I've, I've been to Guildford for sure. Yeah, I think you might have played at one of the venues there. I'm not sure if I've been to the Loft, but yeah, um, but yeah, we I do like a hardcore hour at the start, so I'd have all the hardcore kids in there doing all their. Uh, karate moves. and they they would mosh while you're you're DJing. Yeah, yeah. See, this is a thing that that North Americans are like don't see very often. Um, no. uh, <laughs> well, maybe now with like the emo nights that they do, I think that's kind of been incorporated into it. But uh, oh, just in the UK and and Europe, like kids like moshing uh, to the DJ, I think it's it's kind of awesome. It's, it's it's a great feeling. Trust me. Um, but yeah, no, I lived in the States for a bit and, uh, uh, and yeah, they, the, the concept of a rock club does not compute with anyone. Um, they had the kind but of, again, maybe now with some of these emo nights that are quite popular, I think you know, it was sort of hitting the, probably hitting the right trend that's coming in, but it, like, there was a lot like goth and industrial, sort mm-hmm. of like that. uh, EBM stuff like that. But, but I tried to, cause I was in, I was in Florida, uh, and I tried to sort of, book a few nights just to see if it would work but no one would really want to take me up on it so right yeah fair enough in the end but i moved back to england and my resident my dj residency came back to me so 
everything worked out. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've like, how, how's Canada been? Like, obviously, you said your stuff's just been cancelled and stuff. But I, I've I've spoken to a few bands within within that country, various parts of it. Mm-hmm. I think Elvedere, you might know, um, and uh, Sumo Psycho. Um, couple of other sort of smaller independent yeah we toured south america with belvedere and pennywise actually yeah um but i obviously i see their social updates and stuff like that but how how's this whole world pandemic thingy been for you guys up there all right well it's funny you say belvedere because i actually was in at a furnace fest or slam dunk festival i was either in the uk or uh, alabama for these crazy festivals. And then I came back to Canada. Like I flew back that day and I actually w- went down downtown Toronto and there was a show going on. It was Belvedere oh, wow. and it was all seat. Like, so I just come from both, both slam dunk and furnace fest. were both like, just like normal, everything open. And I come back to Canada and it was a seated show, you know, and people had to sit like separated from each other and Belvedere, they were good sports about it. They played the show um there but that was in the summer of 2021 and right up until last month canada was like full-on shows full venues everything and we were out in the states um last month and then omicron hit uh everything shut down in canada we got stuck in the states over the holidays with covid uh and we i just got back like you know a week and a half ago um so it's just been now everything's kind of shut we have we've canceled our our european and uk stuff for this next month but then our next thing on the books is uh uh the start of a a couple canadian runs in march and so march 22 we're just hoping like that it can happen but you know what we have to do is just get contingency dates if just in case if it, it isn't able to happen so you know at least it's I don't know. I mean, the States is still has shows going on, but it seems like everyone's kind of taking a breather for a minute. Um, and we just got to once again, rebook stuff, you know? So, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, I just, it's, I mean, it's a loaded question that I just asked you anyway, but I was just curious, like just to sort of see how, you know, obviously being a band. It's different. It's different in every like province of Canada. Like, we did play one normal festival in Quebec and then we came back a month later and we played this baseball field where we were like on a stage. It was like us and despised icon and some other bands. And then the, the, the crowd was on the, the baseball stands. And so there was probably like 60 meters of space in between us. But I like did the whole, I got, you know, I got the wireless mic and ran out to the crowd. And like, ah, you know, I actually even went in the crowd and moshed with them. For a bit but <laughs> sorry it, it worked it worked it was like I'm, I'm up for like a unique experience you know i've done a lot of the same types of shows that's, i mean that was gonna be my next question what was it like doing these shows from being kind of a band that that would i, I assume thrive on that sweat box type situation with the venues where you've got the crowd kind of like there in front of you in the stage just going at it diving into the crowd whatever um and then going into like you say being a seated show because my my first experience with a seated show was really strange i went to i was on holiday sorry vacation in orlando many many years ago and alice cooper was playing at hard rock and i was nice. like me and my wife we're going right we're gonna go 
and we're gonna you know and but it was all seated so we're like, okay okay it's just sit you know we didn't think it would be we thought we we're gonna be up the back sort of seated not down mm-hmm. uh, and then being sat down watching alice cooper it was really weird like because you can't yeah. have that we've never really had the sit down show it's not really been a thing as such unless you're going to see a theater well you stand up anyways and kind of just like rock out a little bit i uh we actually didn't really play that that like baseball field show but uh people were still like up in their in their you know in the stands and kind of getting up there um we played a show in a small town of quebec the night before that and it was supposed to be a seated show and like after one song it wasn't and then no one did anything so we didn't really have to deal with it too much oh that's all right then yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, I mean, this record. Let's get back to get back to that. Um, like I said, I've I've really enjoyed it. Like the singles that have sort of come out so far that people can hear before before it's released um, in nine days. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, some fantastic tracks on there. The ones obviously released we've already mentioned, and I said "Shadow of Doubt" is another track that that I said I really like um, on there. Hell yeah. Um, I just did a really cool uh, hoodie for that that track, actually, um, with this like cartoon guy and a big shadow yeah. over top. So I'm pretty stoked. Excellent! I look forward to seeing that. Let's see if I can grab a co- grab one. Um, we've got a couple of uh, uh, guests on there as well uh, on the album. We do. Um, are they are they public knowledge? I wasn't sure. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so on on the song that's come out already called Crossed. Yeah. Uh, Joe Joe Duplantier from Gojira is on it and that's the main feature on the record um you know we got josh from malevolence to do uh a couple little licks because uh we're more hardcore guitar players maybe can't really do the we couldn't do a dive bomb or a little solo on one part you know we can now like after but he he kind of brought it to to our to 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 life and uh got our friend jj not so much to do a feature on this song called everything relates, but he just kind of reintroduces a chorus with me as a support, uh, uh, as the song has a part that deals with a friend of ours that passed away. So I just wanted to include him there. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, those are the three main guests on it. And, and what's the sort of, um, the sort of premise of the album? Obviously it's called heavy steps. You just mentioned obviously just there, there was, uh, yeah, really it's, it's just about the fragility of life really. And just kind of like going through like pummeling through life kind of with blinders on and just not knowing how quick that the, you know, the floor could fall from under our feet in general. And just kind of that, that kind of mentality of like, just like, like do or die, like come test me, you know, like um, it's a bit of a, a a fearless title, but uh, also maybe, um, resonates a little bit of like caution to the wind i guess yeah uh, that's cool I, it's, like I, said, I got that kind of vibe from it and obviously straight from the album title it kind of you know it's like it's it says it <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um yeah but yeah no I, like i say it's an absolutely solid album um and and i hope it like does really well for you guys and and all that kind of stuff and I, we obviously back touring um that would be great once well if we, can. we had a good we had a good five six months and it'll happen again we'll just have to kind of watch you know yeah see how it comes across europe and stuff like that and, and the uk exactly um 
and uh, see what that brings you. But yeah, no, I'll definitely be there for. I've tried to rebook. I, I've tried to rebook us a, a few things already this morning, and um, we'll be back in the in Europe uh, in the, for some festivals this summer, and hopefully a, a headline tour in the UK again. You know, at the end of sometime this year, I think it'll happen. So excellent, excellent. Well, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right, and I can let you get. Yeah, on. sure. Okay. Um, so these are my sort of like, if you say anything on my typical enders on this one um, um but the th- main question is uh, what i want to get from you is your three albums um that are the most um they hit you at the most pinnacle time so not so much like most influential album ever or anything like that um but the one that kind of the ones that like made you want to be in a band made you want to play guitar made you want to sing um and and like those pivotal moments if they're obviously ones from the past if there's any recently as well but if you could name three um awesome yeah yeah um i would say uh propaganda let's talk more rock propaganda is a band from winnipeg um who um you know we really looked up to growing up uh it was a kind of i would say somewhat of a predecessor to come back in um and not even Less Talk More Rock, but they did an I Spy, a split with this band called I Spy, which is a little bit pre that. Um, some of the same songs. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was definitely there for me in my formative years. Um, switching over to hardcore, I mean, I'll never forget the first time that I heard um, Satisfaction is the, is the Death of Desire by Hatebreed um that kind of um you know set the tone for like what a heavy to the point record should be like um and uh you know just on um also i guess on the on the these are some formative records i'm not kind of digging too deep on stuff that i'm listening to currently um but formative you know chain of strength the one thing that still holds true kind of gave me some of uh, that you know taught me that hardcore d- didn't have to be about just being all like heavy music but um emotion and sensibility and and being able to pull back at different times with, with the melody and hardcore but still kind of having kind of ha- being a, a more traditional hardcore sound you know so those would be some formative records i'm going i'm going a little metallic with the with the hate breed and um, more punk with the propaganda and then chain of strength in the middle. And that kind of gives you some of the basis of what comeback is about. Not all of it, but like, you know, a couple of ingredients. No, that's really cool. I, I actually have propaganda written down. Um, cause I was gonna, cause that, cause that obviously you're based, you're Winnipeg, aren't you? Yeah. You're in that well, I'm, I'm in Toronto now, but we're from Winnipeg. Yeah. And I was just curious if they were an influence on you. Um, but as it turns out, yes. Um, <laughs> totally. Is that they're another band that um um that I've got, I've got CDs of somewhere. If I could find my proper CD collection, I'd be able to dig that out. But these are all bands from my my youth <laughs> as well. So I used to import totally. from from. Obviously. I could la- I could name so many more though. You know, yeah. that was on the cuff. On the cuff. Good. I like that. And Hatebreed, fantastic band. Um, again, like you say, sort of they bring a metallic edge to that kind of straight up hardcore. 
Yeah, I mean, we that's one of the last bands on my list to like check off. Like we toured with some of all like some of our favorite bands, a lot of my favorite bands, and just haven't done the Hate Breed tour yet. So let Jamie know next time you talk to him. <laughs> if you ever have him on the podcast. I'll try and get him on. He's got his own podcast. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, do a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Do a crossover. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> um, but finally, Andrew, um, what are your uh, hobbies away from music? So when you're not writing, performing for Comeback Kid, what, what do you kind of do to kind of unwind? What is like, Honestly, dude, this, this band thing, this music thing takes up a lot of my energy and a lot of my time and even uh, because there's so many facets of it i mean you know doing the band business like we're managing the band and you know we're booking tours we're planning um you do the press you you, you make the videos and then almost like it then at that point it feels like the music is the hobby again it's like oh wow i can flex like my music muscle in my brain to do that so as i don't really have too many other hobbies i mean i'm you know i've been smoking a joint throughout this this interview i mean drinking and smoking i don't know it's not the best things to do but um when you know when i'm not when i'm not doing the band i'm honestly just like trying to catch up with friends and and just trying to connect with the people that i love really that's very cool yeah i was gonna say if you are like you know so you're self-managed if you will and you're doing everything then yeah the music that's the great like thing because i had the same thing with with my old band we we were self-contained um, but I ended up doing the management and the press and the bookings. And it was, that was like the business bit. And it was like that. And then the music was the hobby. So that, yeah. Was it's, so it's, it's definitely and like, so once I'm able to get back in the room and do the music stuff, cause it always goes in waves. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it'll, I'll do heavy music for like a month and then I'll just take a break. Um, but when I get the chance to do that again, it's def it's definitely different, and it I, I'm I'm able to mix mix my my days up uh, and or just like my periods of time up yeah. uh, between the, the the music business and do music with the band like the actual doing it. So, and then there's the touring aspect and the traveling aspect, which is huge as well. And you know, just kept learning so much about the world from just being placed in different places. That's, I mean, that's the one bit I miss the most is that. that yeah. Because it's like, it's not, it's not a structured holiday. Well, it's a, structured, but not, it's not a holiday. But you get to, like you say, you get put in these situations where you get to experience various parts of the world. Like obviously, your own country. Yeah. Well, but, you know, going like for myself, it was sort of UK and Europe. So each country was very different. Each town we played, very different style, very different people. But, you know, you were there for the same reason. It's all music and it just joins these people together. Totally. These people you never, you you don't know, but they know you. (laughs) Yeah, man. Learning so much about other cultures over the last, you know, doing all these shows. Well, Andrew, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Um, our second time, it's second attempt at doing this. <laughs> Hell yeah! And now, and and now I got to talk to someone else, someone else and say I was ten minutes late. Let's see if they're still on the Zoom or if they've they've bounced away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Um, thank you very All right. much. Good luck with the album, and um, I'll let your people know when this goes out and everything. All appreciate right. you, Barney. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Andrew. Have a good one, mate. Later. Bye. Bye.